Hello everyone, this is Isaac Petrie. Welcome to the podcast. Be ready to be encouraged and enlightened as we discuss spiritual solutions for everyday life. Well, hello again and welcome back to the podcast. I am excited and ready to roll. I do want to greet you and encourage you to make sure you share these podcasts. Help me get the word out so I can get the word out. That is my motto and I need your help. So I need you to share this information. I need you to go to IsaacPetrie.org and you can get all the podcasts. I mean, you can go back as far as you want to. We're going to be keeping these coming to you several a week because I'm making a shift in my ministry where I can do this um, almost on a daily basis. And I'm excited about it. And so I just want to get more word to you. Listen, we're dealing with the very provocative um, sermon, actually series where we're breaking this down. Is God in control? And so these podcasts are called God is not in control. And all you got to do is look around the earth today and, and, and it's clear God is not in control. And if he is, then uh, <laughs> we might ought to be looking for 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 uh, another source that can fix things a little better. Of course, our God is an awesome God, an amazing God, and he is not in control of a lot of these things you see on the earth. However, he wants to be. And so this is part three. If you miss part one and two, go back and catch it because you're catching a moving train. So let me dive into this. God is not in control. Part three. We've been discussing this because somewhere in your life, you've heard that phrase. Well, God is in control or you've heard if God wants to do it, he'll do it. Or you've heard if it's the will of God, he'll do it. Or you've heard even if it was painful, you know, God allowed it. And so somewhere God has a lesson. God has a, a message in it. And I want to say again that our God can turn anything into a positive situation, but it's his will that we don't even have to go through that type of destruction to learn anything. He gave us his word to learn by. So we are to learn by instruction and not destruction. And so this whole phrase that that God would send us through horrible things in some kind of way it's going to work out has just been given Satan the range he needs to do everything he desires to do in the earth and then blame God for it. And I, for one, cannot let that happen. So now. God is not in control. And a lot of this comes from, you know, we're still going through a global pandemic. And a lot of people, you know, when it hit, some people thought it was the judgment of God, but it was not the judgment of God. Does God bring judgment? Yes, he does in certain cases. However, some things have changed from the old covenant to the new covenant. And I don't have time to go into that. Maybe that's a whole nother podcast I need to go into to talk about the judgments of God, but there are good people that have died during this pandemic. There are ministers of the gospel. There are philanthropists. There are godly people, and God does not judge the wicked with the just. God does not send something on the earth that takes out your grandmother who served him for the last 50 years. Uh, we got the body of Christ. We got to get these things fixed. We just got to get them fixed. And so we're going through this global pandemic and people, well, it's the judgment of God. Well, even if it ain't the judgment of God, God allowed it. Um, so it can 
you know, so God's going to work some in it. And, and, and these things are just not biblical. And I'm telling you, people have not even tried to search this out. They just hear what they hear and they run with it. Well, no, I got to bring you some clarity. So we found out in part one of God is not in control of why this happens in part two. We found out that there are three things that happen that brought all of the things on the earth that you say that see the day. And it was sin, the curse and Satan. And so now, even though I've dealt with the fact that God is not in control, he wants to be. So how can we allow him to be? It is very simple. And once you get this, oh, my God, you will understand so much about God and how he functions in the earth and why so many things happen. The master key that you need to understand is that God gave man dominion. And so ultimately what happens in the earth realm is the result of mankind's cooperation with God or against God. I mean, that boy, that simplifies it, but it's a little deeper than that. But I'm telling you, that's that's it in a nutshell, that dominion in the earth God gave to mankind. Therefore, what happens in the earth realm is dependent upon how mankind either operates with God or against God, whether it's mankind operating with God individually in your life as a family, with your family, in a city, in a state, in a nation, and globally. To the degree that God is able to get people to obey his voice will be the degree he's in control. And to the degree that God is not able to get mankind to obey his voice will be the degree that God is not in control. And God will search high and low. He will search north and south, east and west to try to find a man and a woman or a city, a nation to get in agreement with him so that he can get his will done. So does the will of God automatically happen? Of course it doesn't. We know that because God said right there in your Bible, he wills that none should perish. But all come to repentance. But does that happen? Of course not. There are Hitlers. There are people who are evil and wicked. There are murderers. There are rapists. There are there are child molesters. There are people who blow up. There are jihadists. There are all these things. But God wills that none perish. So his will doesn't always get done. His will gets done to the degree that God has people in the earth who will align with his word. And so now dominion. Being granted to man is the first thing you have to understand. So God works in the earth through mankind, through human instrumentality. Now you understand why he can't just come in and do certain things. Why he had to send Jesus. Because he meant it when he said, I'm giving dominion in the earth to man. He meant that. And that's why all throughout your Bible, God has a man. 
He has a man. He has a man. He has a man. He has a woman. He has a man. He's using human instrumentality. Why? Because dominion in the earth belongs to us and God made it that way. So when we say God is not in control, it's not trying to strip God of some power. No, you can't do that. God gave that power to mankind and it takes man's cooperation. And so now Adam did not cooperate with God, ushered in sin and the curse, turned over the earth to demonic influence and activity. Jesus, the last Adam, comes back on the scene, cooperates fully with God, honors God, becomes obedient even unto death. And now God has an avenue back into the earth through the Lord Jesus Christ and those of us that are born again in hopes that we will be those in compliance with his will and his word so he can get his will done in the earth. So even though God is not in control, he wants to be in control. And if we allow him, he will be in control. But we have got to partner with God. So now. These three things, sin, which brings disobedience, the curse, which are all the manifestations of what happens to sin and in the earth. And then we've and we've got the will of man and then we've got Satan. These things must be turned over to God if we want God to be in control of your life, if we want him to be in control of your family then that your, you and your family must line up with the word of God. Number one, what is sin? Sin is missing the mark. Sin is disobedience to something that God has said. It is being disobedient to some way that God told us to be and act and speak. It's any violation of the word of God. You have to understand this is not religious. See, people have made this religious. They made it like a spiritual report card that if I get up in the morning and I just say all my prayers and I do everything just right, I get an aid a day with God. And, you know, thank God I made an my report card and I'm being real good and a good spiritual Christian. It's deeper than that. This is not about religion. This is about a father in relationship with his children. This is about not being hard-headed children. <laughs> this, in essence, is what it's about. This, this is not about a religious report card. This is not some ecumenical way of living some you know, rituals that I have to keep. No, this is simply put, this is about a father and his children. And you, as a parent, knows when you know what's best for your child, when you tell them what to do and they do it not, there are consequences to it. And what you're trying to do is train them in a way that will not bring destruction and consequences that are not favorable upon their lives. This is as simply as this. And sin is us rebelling against our father's desires and commands. And whenever you do that, then you're going to get into repercussions and consequences of violating his word because God's word is not just right. It's also best. And things happen because we fail to obey God's word in our behavior. We fail to obey in walking in love. We fail to obey in being disciplined to stay away from sin and certain things of the earth. 
and we fail to stay to, to obey God's word in the way we treat one another, where to go, where not to go, what to do, what not to do. We are simply being hard headed children. And just like your child, just like the prodigal son, when you're hard headed, you end up in some situations that are not favorable in your life. So God is in control to the degree that you obey him. Now, you're talking about the blessed life. When you walk in obedience to God, you are literally walking under the control and the authority of God. That's what Jesus did. And even though none of us are Jesus Jr., our desire should be to follow every word of God. Jesus said, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Think about what our lives would be like, what the world would be like, what the earth would be like if we just followed every word of God. And so this is the way God gets in control where his word is followed in a family, in a city, in a nation. Oh, my God, you see nothing but the blessing of the Lord there. This is even sometime with sickness and disease. Do you know they said 70% of diseases they're finding out are mental, which means they're caused by mental, by stress, by fear, by anger, by bitterness, by worry. Well, all of those things are things the word of God told us not to do. Oh, well, let me move on. <laughs> if we would just follow the word of God, we would walk in health. We would walk in wealth. There are things he told us to do with our money. There are things he told us how to tithe, how to give, how to love on people, how to be honorable. He, he's told us all these things. And in all of these areas, we see all these ramifications of us disobeying God manifesting in our life. And then when it happens, we look at God like, what happened? Lord, I thought you said, Lord, I, I, I thought you, I, and, and you're mad and you're offended at God and Satan is in your ear. And, and then you got some Christians saying, well, you know, um, God, God sometimes takes us through these tough times to teach us. No, the prodigal son didn't have to learn in the hog pen. He could have learned sitting at the father's house. <laughs> he didn't have to go to the hog pen to learn nothing. Thank God he did. But. That's not God's way. It's not God's best. And so you got the, the sin. Number two, you got the curse. Now, this is when you deal with these natural disasters. Romans chapter number eight. And I'm going to have to come back and hit this because I've got about a couple of minutes. But Romans chapter number eight, I'm going to come back and talk about the curse that is in the earth. Pandemics, whether they're man-made or whether they're viruses, bacteria, all of these things, the whole earth became corrupt. Cracks in the earth, um, all of these things, imbalances in weather patterns, all of these things the Bible declares happen after the fall of Adam. What does that tell you? That sin brought this into the earth. And so when these things happen, the Bible says in Romans 8, it is the earth groaning. It is the earth groaning. Why? Because the earth was subject to bondage, just like mankind was. And mankind wants out of this sin and the earth won't sin off of it. And a lot of this is the earth just convulsing. And yeah, this is literally in your Bible, convulsing and rejecting sin in it and trying to push it off of it. 
And the Bible declares that that's why Jesus stilled the storm is because he brought peace even to the curse that was in the earth. Oh, my God. Oh, man, we ain't scratched the surface. And then number three. So to the degree that God has people that will rise up and pray and take authority in the earth, these curses, these bugs, these viruses, this bacteria, these infections, Jesus is a healer. And he's given us authority. There are people that have been healed by the millions. And if we all rise up and understand that we have authority over the curse and we speak on the behalf of him going forth to heal, going forth to deliver, casting out devils, speaking peace over the earth. Then that'll be to the degree that God is in control, even in the earth realm over the actual earth. We can we can cause tornadoes to become. And whether you believe it or not, it's still true. Let this be enlightening to you. Don't, don't just fight this. This is revelation to you. I'm telling you, this is revelation to you. And so God is not in the, in control of these natural disasters. He wants to be, he wants to stop them. And prayer is the way we stop them, but no one will pray to stop it if we think God started it. God help us. And then number three, you're dealing with Satan and demonic structures in the earth. And we as the church have been given authority over demons and demon spirits and the operations of the devil and not coming under the schemes and strategies, according to Ephesians chapter number six. See, this is how God wants to be in control. If if to the degree that we're able to stop succumbing to satanic um, schemes and strategies and allowing the enemy to destroy and attack our lives through through temptations and snares and the world and worldliness and us adopting ideological ideas from the world and 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 and, and us um, bowing our knee to lies and deception and all of those things to to the degree that we're able to do that will be the degree that God is in control. And so even though God is not in control, he wants to be in control. And that's why he sent the church through the Lord Jesus Christ to start bringing redemption back to this earth so that his will can be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, that's how you get him in control. And it's your job to stop the devil. It's not God's job. It's your job. He said, you resist the devil. He said, you bind on earth. He said, you cast out devils. Oh, hallelujah. Listen, I'm out of time. I got to go. I see some of you are can just feel your mind working. And I'm telling you, this is what these podcasts are for. We are going deep, deep into the word of God, deep into revelation so we can get some of these things done in the earth realm and we can have these lives that Jesus died for us to have. Listen, I'm getting ready to go, but share this information with everybody. Help me get the word out so I can get the word out and we can bring the kingdom of heaven to the earth. So share this, tell people about it, and I'll see you here for the next podcast. I pray you were blessed by today's podcast. Take a moment and subscribe to it and review it and share it with someone else so that we can stay connected. Be blessed.